What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another rousing episode of the Cooped Up Podcast. The podcast that did his laundry and put his clothes away all in the same day. So please clap. I'm begging you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the praise that I needed to get me through the rest of this evening. And as always, folks, my name is Koopa. And each week I am joined by a friend. And uh, we talk about all the things happening in pop culture and what we like and what we don't like. And uh, yeah, this week, folks, (laughs) content warning. We're talking about Euphoria. We're stepping into Euphoria High uh, with glitter and low-cut shirts uh, galore. And uh, we're going to talk about one of the uh, best-received and most controversial shows uh, that just wrapped up its second season. And joining me on this journey through whatever the hell this is, is returning guests. Uh, we last spoke to, uh, spoke to them <coughs> when I coughed, and we talked about uh, the top, uh, the uh, the objective uh, best five Disney songs ever. Uh, very different subject matters this time around. Please welcome back to the show, uh, Sleepy Kokiri. Hi, Kokiri. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm great. We're definitely taking a turn in content from the last time I you have were no on. I-, I think these are very similar topics. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're favorite. the exact same. <laughs> What's the Euphoria equivalent to Disney? Because I can't think of one. The Euphoria Disney adult. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like oh man, who's the? I'm trying to think. I can't even think of like a funny joke. <laughs> I can't, like I can't it's even think just of like, a funny weird. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just weird. Uh, what's up, friend? How you doing? I'm doing okay. I haven't been doing much. I got a. I feel that I got a blood test yesterday, and I tested positive. I did, in fact, have blood. So that's oh, let's go! Round of applause for blood in the system. Congratulations! Passed the test. Didn't even study. Thank you for reminding me. I have to call my doctor and schedule an appointment because I have not yeah. been to the doctor in two years. Go to a doctor. <laughs> Great way to start an episode like this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your fucking doctor. Get your fucking physical. Take your vitamins. Oh my god, I haven't. I haven't had a physical. Oh my god, since I might be going on ten years without a physical. The last okay. time I got a physical was for school sports. Damn. Um, and that was over 10 years ago because I, I graduated high school 10 years ago as of this year, which is weird. Shit. I, yeah, I haven't had a physical since being a sentient being. I didn't, re- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember that ever being a thing. Um, you pretty much just like go to a doc in Canada, you just go to a doctor and then they'll be like, what's wrong with you? And I'll be like this specific thing. And then they check that specific thing here. You just apparently can show up and they're like, we're going to check all your stuff. And I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> But, <laughs> take it easy, America. What are we doing here? Take it easy. Take me out to lunch first, why don't you? Before you check my blood and my, yeah, and, and and my, hit my knee. heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the knee thing. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. That and like the blood pressure thing, because like I'm always afraid yeah, it's gonna it like hurts. pop. Yeah. It makes it you feel bad. like your arm's gonna like fall off. I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do one the other day with a sweatshirt on, and so, like, I couldn't roll my sleeves up, and I'm just like, am I going to explode? Am I going to die? Like, am I going to get a cool robotic arm out of this? Because if I'm not, I'm going to be very upset. They just deadass don't get, like, any blood pressure reading because your circulation's cut <laughs> off just from rolling up the sweatshirt sleeve. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was not my brightest idea. Uh, unfortunately, my copay does not cover for robotic arms. Oh, um, right. Yeah, so I might, have to, I might have to buy into a higher insurance bracket and then i'm reminded i live in america um but <laughs> nonetheless uh we are we, we are here 
Uh, it's uh, a lot has happened since the last time you've been on the show. Uh, Pokemon Day came and went. That was a thing, I guess. Do you like Pokemon? You a Pokemon person? I liked Pokemon Blue. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. I, yeah, that's the only one I liked. I played. I know this is a very hot take, and everyone's gonna hate me. I played Silver, and I didn't like it, so I just never played any other game until X and Y came out, and then I played X, and I was like, this isn't as good as Blue. And then I never played another, and because I played it because they had a new evolution, and I was like, oh man. That's that's a reason to play. I like those little guys. <laughs> that's a console seller. Yeah, and I was like, then I got the little guy, little pink. Yeah, and I was like, that's good. <laughs> but like, there's the, like, let's see, like the most appealing thing about Blue is that the game was like broken. Like the missing no and like like Lavender Town are the most appealing parts, and there's no weird fucked up shit in the other games. I'm like, why isn't it a little bit of a horror game? On accident, they'll have like yeah, <laughs> they'll have like random like fucked up shit in like some of the newer games, like. <laughs> I think in the Gen 3 remakes, there's like uh, there's a certain part of the game where like the camera pans at like a weird angle when you talk to like the NPCs and you can like kind of see the the outline of like a body that's there, but very much not there. <laughs> so it's that's like, what uh, I like Cloverfield. Like, I'm not quite sure what's happening here. Um, that's, that's the shit I'm looking for. Yeah. When's my when's my Pokemon survival horror game? Exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, that uh, where's my Silent Hill crossover or something like? Give me something spooky. Exactly. Although Poke- Pokemon Legends, the newest g- game that just dropped, is actually a horror game. I screamed so many times really? <laughs> playing that game. I yeah, because like about it. it's like, uh, have you played Breath of the Wild? Yes. It's it's like that in the sense where it's just like things can just kind of pop out of nowhere and it's fucking terrifying when it happens. Oh, okay. Like, I scream constantly <clears throat> when I play Minecraft, so that would probably also. Like <laughs> yeah, five exactly. Nights at, five Nights at Freddy's stone-faced. Any other like horror <laughs> game, stone-faced. Minecraft, if anything comes out, I'm just screaming. If I think I'm about to fall in a hole, but I don't, I'm screaming. <laughs> Night 5, FNAF 1, nothing. <laughs> Minecraft yeah, big, terrifying. Exactly. We love to see it, but uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about Minecraft. Although that would be a fun podcast at some point. I'll find some way to I want to be. Yeah, I like Minecraft. I I've never played Minecraft, so. Oh my god! I know I'm, I'm a fake gamer. <laughs> if you ever stream but, Minecraft, I'll help. Absolutely, that's a that's a that's a content <laughs> strategy for sure. They dropped a Steve trailer for Smash, and at that moment, I'm like, "Am I too old for this?" Like. This is not for me anymore. Like, oh, should I look into getting a 401k? Like, what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately aged myself. Uh, but yeah, no, we are not here to talk about any of those things. We are instead here to talk about the smash hit uh hbo show which i just found out according to wikipedia which has never lied to me once ever on the internet uh, <laughs> that <clears throat> euphoria is the well, we're talking about euphoria first and foremost uh created and written by sam levinson uh based off of a israeli series <clears throat> excuse me of the same name what? which i also did yeah there's a there's like um because isn't there like a uh like a that uh like a foreign version of skins and then there's the american version of skins or something like that Yes. I got that right. Yeah. There's like always like variants like that where like all the good American shows are just like ripoffs of like other shows from overseas. But huh. yeah, uh, there's an Israeli miniseries of the same name that dates all the way back to 2012. So that's crazy. I didn't yeah, know that at it's all. weird. Yeah, I don't think the characters are the same in name, but I think in concept, it's like the same sort of stuff that happens. But um, yeah, uh, it is the second most viewed show on HBO. Would you like to get a crack at what the number one viewed show on HBO is? <laughs> I'd take a wild guess that it is definitely Game of Thrones. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I honest I'm, to God was trying to think of an ironic answer and couldn't name a single other HBO show. Like what the le- the leftovers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, the Sopranos. <laughs> duh. Uh. I was gonna just be completely wrong and be like, um, Lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Law and Order. Have you heard of it? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but no, yeah, second most viewed show behind um, Game of Thrones. Uh, rightfully so. Um, this show has been uh, everything and then some since it dropped in 2019, which feels forever ago. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot. It's, it is a, a, uh, a teen drama in the vein of like Degrassi. Uh, or Degrassi, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I'm going to Americanize the fuck out of that uh, because I am a terrible person. Um, but yeah, it's like Degrassi, but like dialed up to like way past the nines. And also you light it on fire. Um, <laughs> it, features, it features an ensemble cast fe- uh, led by uh, Zendaya, who also serves as an EP on the second season. I found out um, and features the likes of a lot of other people. Uh, also, <laughs> fun fact, one of them being Jude Ap- Judd Apatow's daughter, which is cool. Um, yeah. Chas and Mod Apatow, but uh, yeah, this show again has been incredibly well received since it came out. Um, and yeah, we're here to talk about the second season of the show. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my podcast did not exist back in 2019, uh, so I couldn't talk about the first season. But uh, Kukiri, what are your what are your overall like big picture thoughts of Euphoria? Are you into this type of like angsty teenage drama with like a little hint of like spicy adultness? I guess spicy adultness, also known as boobs. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm not. I'm not usually someone who would watch like a teen drama. Like I tried watching Riverdale, and I was like, this is okay, but couldn't do it. But I do love a show like. <laughs> The thing is with Euphoria is that it's like they take all the teen drama, but then make it look like the cinematography is gorgeous. And the writing, at least the writing in season one, which I guess we'll get to, the writing in season one, fantastic. In my opinion, I thought it was really good. It felt very sincere. So I was very excited for this season. I really like the characters. (laughs) Have a lot of feeling. I still like a lot of the characters. Um, I like a show that's kind of shitty. <laughs> so sure, yeah. So like it's it's over dramatic. Like that's obvious. And I like that. <laughs> like I can yeah. watch a shit. I love you. That show's Yeah. But like, oh man. It's like pretty good. Um yes. the first two seasons, like quite good, but like it's it's trash. But like it feels like it's aware <laughs> it's trash. And I feel like Euphoria is like it's aware that it's telling a story that's like you know, it's a teen drama, haha, but then it's like dressed up in a very like beautiful way. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. Um, as I, I love a train wreck. I love a good car accident on TV. Um, so I also love you. It's like one of my guilty pleasure shows because uh, I also did a podcast about it a couple of months ago uh, when the third season dropped, which was uh, a thing. That it was happened. crazy. It was <laughs> that shit was crazy. I was laughing out loud the entire time. I was like, what the fuck? It was so fun. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> It was absolutely terrible. I can't wait for everything. season four. I watched. I can't while. wait for you, you in France. I was taking antibiotics when I was watching it, so I was out of it, and I was so unsure if I, what I was watching was actually happening. <laughs> Honestly, relatable content. And then I saw other people tweeting about it, and I'm like, oh, this delusion runs like deep, or this is really happening. <laughs> Shouldn't have smoked that shit. Yeah. 
No, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I I actually came into Euphoria incredibly like late to the party. Um, I I binge watched the entire first season the week before, uh, like the last week of December because it was like right around the time where Spider Man was coming out, and like I was just kind of consuming content from the Spider Man, you know, extended universe, which I guess kind of includes Euphoria because Zendaya's in it. And <laughs> I remember my mom told me that she really liked watching the show. And she was like, oh, you're going to like it a lot. I'm just like, oh, are you sure about that? And she's like, my mom would not stop talking about Euphoria whenever I came home from school or from school, from work. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I eventually got around to it. And then I watched that first episode. I'm just like, what the fuck <laughs> just happens? Like so much. A lot. Yeah. Like so much happens immediately. It's just like it hits you with with drugs and then prostitution and then underage sex and then gender identity and i'm just like whoa let's like take it easy for a second please <laughs> like for real but i agree i love the writing in the in the first season i love the cinematography the show is so beautifully shot euphoria has changed the game on the cold open forever like it is like it is so good i i'm like sitting at the edge of my seat to whenever that logo pops up um and like you, I like I, I still like a lot of the characters in the show uh, because the ensemble cast is where the show really shines. And, you know, you you get a lot of you, you get some uh, better peek at some of these other characters that get kind of shafted in the first season uh, in season two. But even then, a lot of these characters are fucked up. There's a lot yes. of these people are in the show aren't good people. Uh, and I think you have to kind of like remind yourself of that like it's really easy to kind of get like lost up you know get like lost in the sauce of drama but like you have to understand like everybody i i love a flawed protagonist like i i love i i love tearing somebody down because it gives me the opportunity to to, to build them back up again and i'm doing that a lot in season two um and i guess we can kind of get uh get get into the the meat and, pot- and, and potatoes of it uh because season two is a lot <laughs> it goes yes uh all over the place so what so what, what are your i guess we'll, we'll go like more big picturey before you get into like the the, the nitpicky and, and and spoilery stuff of season two so like because you said you enjoyed season one uh do, do you feel like you enjoyed season one more than you like season two honestly like okay just now i'm coming off of rewatching season three i literally like three hours ago i was like i'm gonna just rewatch the show because i want to anyway and i'm gonna do podcast homework <laughs> So I just watched the first three episodes of season one. Um, entirely different vibe. And yes. I want to know, actually, I want to ask you a question first. And then Go you will. It. Okay. Who was your favorite character in season one going into season two? And who's your favorite character now? <laughs> oh, man, it's hard. You don't um, have to elaborate. I just want to know. <laughs> my favorite character going into after season one um, was Fezco. I love Fez. <laughs> And I'm coming out of season two, still really liking Fez. Okay, Fez yeah, that's is, that is cool the dude. objective correct pick. Yeah, that is the like you're you're uh, not insane pick. <laughs> that yeah. is the good judge of character pick. I mean, yeah, he's a good boy. He's very good. If yeah, if Nate Jacobs is your favorite character, I judge you so hard, and please stay away from my birthday uh, parties for like, the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. Oh, we hate him. <laughs> they're, um, they're, like we said in our, in our last episode together, there are wrong answers, and we will judge them. Yeah, uh, you can judge me. Uh, my favorite character in season two was Nate, because he was the only character from season one I recognized. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're consistently yeah. an asshole, and when you're on screen, I kind of know what to expect. 
Whereas everyone else, you know I'm just like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Out of all the characters, they like kind of, you know, there's a lot of overarching stuff from season one that gets like carried over into this season. And I feel like Nate's really the only person that like kind of had a full character arc, quote unquote. Like, yeah. like Nate it may comes not in have the been season. the best character arc, but it was no, a character it was not. arc. <laughs> It was, yeah, because like I, I liked watching the 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 failures and crumblings of Nate Jacobs. Yes, um, he's the, he's, a, he's the worst. He's yeah. the worst guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he, any other he show I watch, I'm just like Nate's worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're just watching a completely different show. Just like ah, I hate Nate Jacobs. <laughs> exactly. I'm watching Breaking Bad, and I'm just like Walter White got nothing on Nate Jacobs. <laughs> I agree, but like that, the, the the whole trials and tribulations of of like, again, and my biggest issue with season two is like there's a lot of stuff that's like left hanging, like by the time the show ends. Yes. So like to kind of get like a somewhat conclusion as to what Nate is dealing with, which is you know the fallout between his dad and like you know we're still not really sure like where you know Nate leaves his relationship with Jules at the end of the season. Uh, who's to say that that might get explored or get pushed under the rug like some of those other stuff might. But just watching those first few episodes with Nate, like, and just kind of seeing where things, you know, went for him in season one to where it ends in, in season two, it's like, man, like, I want to feel like you want to feel bad for him, but it's also like, no, he sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like to an extent you can feel bad for a person, but oh my God, he's just God awful. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I feel like in season two, the only characters they kept up like a consistent pace with was Nate and Rue, and every other character fell by the wayside. So for that reason alone, inherently, I was just like, okay, well, Nate's my favorite character to watch, because I'm just like, okay, well, he's doing so much. Like, he's in, like, every episode doing shit. Um, Yeah. And obviously, like, Rue is amazing. But, like, my favorite character in season one was Cassie. I love that bitch. She's she's just so sweet and (laughs) just needs so much help. There's no, see, like, again, York pick (laughs) is the objective correct pick. But I'm just like, oh, I can acknowledge that they kind of suck, but, like, I love them so dearly and they're my favorite to watch, which is why Nate's my favorite in the season. Yeah, like, you kind of look at where they went with Cassie's character arc. And Sydney Sweeney, by the way, fantastic actress. Fan she is fantastic. So cool. I just binge watched White Lotus a couple of like, months ago, and she's in that, and she's a fucking treat to watch. Um, she's also like an MMA fighter, which is kind of badass. Like, I follow, I, I follow her on Instagram or one of those websites, and she's cool as hell. So, um, I like her. Yeah, I'm a fan. You could say it. (laughs) This podcast endorses Sydney Sweeney. Please listen to us. Um, Please. But um, I agree with you. I did. I also like Cassie as a character in season one because like she's just trying to like figure out what's going on, like her relationship with with McKay, and just like how high schoolers kind of like torment and like demonize sexually active girls like mm-hmm. you know that, that that whole like aspect of her story arc was just like man like cassie's like incredibly misunderstood her, her mom's an alcoholic her dad is a deadbeat like there's just so much happening like you said she needs so much help but um then her entire character like falls off of a cliff yeah. uh, in season two and like, it is like it's a spiral from like the be- like literally the first scene of like the opening scenes of, of season two it's like a switch just flicks and it's like actually suddenly cassie's fucking crazy and it's just like what are you t-? she's like again rewatching season one i'm just like she's so sweet 
and mild and like who gives a fuck if she likes to have sex like it she's still just the kindest person and like obviously they're all flawed and they all have their issues then they're just like actually what if we just made cassie like do a really horrible shitty thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that i can't imagine her doing that so why would you write that in there and then just for the rest of the season just train wreck like they literally just threw her to the wolves. It's just like she's just going to be a just maniac the entire season. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Like it's it's kind of funny how like the the scripts change between like cuz like you have to look at like you know, you can't talk about Cassie without talking about Maddie on the other side of her character arc cuz like Maddie you spend a lot of time in season 1 just like Hey, I, I maybe I, this is just me, but like they really set her up to be just like this awful person, like this like emotionally manipulative, like just cruel girl. And then like you kind of look at where their characters end up in season two, where it's like people you know look at Maddie with with sympathy, where she just wants to be loved, and like she's in this really like vicious like love triangle, I guess, with you know between Nate and uh, and and Cassie and. I just go back to that scene where like Nate literally just shows up to her room, like, and she's like, he's that just standing wild. there. It was terrifying. And then she, you know, it ends with Cassie being happy and she's just crying herself to sleep. And I'm just like, man, like, they really made me like sympathetic for for Maddie because she's again flawed character, but like, I feel bad for the girl. Like, she doesn't deserve this. No one deserves Nate Jacobs. No, this, this not even Nate true. Jacobs deserves Nate Jacobs. Like, you know. Yeah, no, that that's very true. Um, but yeah, just like the 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 decline of Cassie, like I don't, I like something about it, just like ne- never sat right with me. Like Nate redlines in his car, does ninety miles an hour, and <laughs> I'm just like and Cassie's like, did- yeah, I like that. It's just like <laughs> I'm just like, girl, really? get out of the fucking car. <laughs> like you saw this guy just being an asshole for an entire year, and you're just like, oh, he's just yeah, this is what I like. She's like, where'd that come from? Why? Why would they write that? I've never seen somebody drive 90 miles an hour so many times in a show and, like, not get in a car accident. Like, it's actually fucking incredible. Like, every time I – every episode I watch and you watch Nate just, like, driving real fast in his truck, I'm always like, he's going to crash. He's going to crash. He's drinking beer. He has to be – he has to be crashed now, right? And then it just doesn't fucking happen. I'm just like, where are the police? Like, what is going dad. on here? He learned yeah. it from his dad to just absolutely not get in car accidents. Yeah, I, that, it truly makes no sense to me. That plot armor was not with the people when Rue ran out into the road. They did not have the fucking Jacob's family <laughs> plot armor. Because I mean, I feel yeah. like talking about the finale has to be an entire other section. But yeah, I, yeah. There's so much going. The finale just hurts so bad. Yeah, we'll we'll get there, and we'll also talk. We'll also talk about episode five because that like deserves its own like standalone section. Um, I think the other like big thing you'll look at big picture here, like if you watch the show, is that like we mentioned, there's there are certain characters that just get like thrown to the wind. Like fuck you, we don't really care about you this season. And the other one being Cat uh, Hernandez. Um, everybody's favorite. I'd love uh, to see her in this ep- in this series. I think she'd I be a too. really good actress in this series. <laughs> I agree, but it's also like, like I loved Kat's whole arc in season one. She's like this, in, she's this insecure girl that finds herself being a, a Findom porn star, which is fucking cool as hell. I was just like, hell yeah, snaps for Kat, and she finds a you know a cute little theater boy uh, boyfriend. Like she's doing some hood rat shit, hooking up with the guy at Hot Topic. Like I liked like the bad girl arc that Kat went on in season one, and then she's just kind of not there for season two. Like I was a little disappointed. 
Yeah, from what I saw on Twitter, apparently, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Stan Levinson tried to like push like a plot line that the actress Barbie Ferrer didn't want to go with. And basically he just like cut all of her scenes. Yeah, I did read a lot of that's. Uh, I, I read a lot of the discourse surrounding just like the the act the the the, the cast versus Sam Levinson. Um, a lot of it I feel like is warranted. Um, I guess you know it's it's hard to talk about this season without talking about like the slew of controversy um, <laughs> that surrounds it. But we can kind of touch on that next. But is there any other characters you want to touch on? Uh, just on as a a big picture thing, I think you know we have we haven't talked about. Hunter Schaefer's character yet Jules, who's also like I know, love a big, Jules. Cassie I love and Jules, Jules were so my much. favorite. I love Jules so much. Hunter <laughs> Schaefer is just perfect. Jules's standalone episode where she was talking to her therapist, amazing. Like, God, yeah, Jules is the best. I also really loved her aesthetic shift to being like less pastel, pink, colorful, like vibey, and being a little bit more like darker androgynous this season. I think that that just. In terms of tone, I feel like that fit very well. Yeah, I agree. I like like a lot of like uh, I feel like a lot of what Jules's season one like character like design uh, went into like that girl that was living with Fezco for the entire season in her like yes. Sailor Moon crop top and like big sneakers. Yes, because um, I you know I, I I agreed. I was just like everything's just a little too glittery uh, <laughs> right now. But I did enjoy Jules's like like you said a little bit more like toned down androgynous. Uh, you know, look that she had going on. And I really loved both, and I liked how in the in the first season, the kind of like she mentions like, oh, she loves anime and like magical girl anime, and like Fez <laughs> calls her like, oh yeah, this like Sailor Moon looking bitch. And I'm just like, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I liked that she it it went from like very hyper feminine, and then she went to like the therapy episode where she was talking about like how she didn't want to appeal to the male gaze and how she kind of felt like that was a lot of pressure she's putting herself. And then the shift in season two to being like a little bit more toned down androgynous, not necessarily meaning that you can't be, you know, androgynous and not appeal to the gaze and be hyper feminine, but just a good shift in terms of her character in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I had like a visceral reaction in that scene in season one where like Jules is just going to go home to watch Madoka Magica. And yes. I was just like, oh, oh, she's cultured. Oh, she has taste. Yes. My girlfriend's like, Truly. what are you doing? I'm just like, you don't understand. This is a big deal for me. It's a good pick. <laughs> it's a great pick. Big, yeah. I, I think Hunter Schaefer also, like, in real life, uh, has done, like, some voice acting for, like, uh, for, like, anime projects. Um, which, Seriously? good for her. That's yeah. sick. Love that. I, I don't know exactly what it was. I remember seeing her voice credit in, like, something else, which is cool. We love that. Um, yeah, Jewel's definitely one of my favorite, you know, arcs in in season two is her and Rue are trying to like rekindle their relationship and you know, where that all eventually ends up, you know, in the end game here and Jewel's still dealing with the aftermath of, uh, I forget. Does she know that? Um, does she know that that tape of her exists with her and Nate's dad? I don't remember if, exactly if that, if she's like, if she knows that that tape exists, I'm trying to in remember. In season one or two. In both. Um, in season remember. two, she breaks the tape. I, think. I know she breaks it. I don't know if she knew about it before. She Nate did told not. Her no, it. It, he, she was filmed without her, his consent. That's what it was. Yep. Mm, fuck Cal Jacobs. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Yeah. No, you did everything was... wrong in that situation. <laughs> I remember, like, I watched that scene. I'm just like, she's a minor. <laughs> My girlfriend was like, "Yep." <laughs> it's yeah. like, Oh boy, that went that went places. Um, yeah. But yeah, to, to see like that storyline kind of you know reach its conclusion, and you know just, just the, that one scene with like you know Jules and, and Nate talking in the truck, and I'm just like, yeah, are they going to revisit this again? Probably not. I'm not. I'm, I don't. I think that that book has been closed. 
Okay, um, but, but also, did you notice, you know that really weird, like, Cassie's pregnant, like, coma dream that Nate had? Yeah. Okay, did you notice that there was just, like, a, a little, like, clip of him, like, visualizing Jules instead of uh, Cassie? Oh, I missed that. I did not catch that. Yeah, no, Jules, in my opinion, Nate is fully in love with Jules. Like, literally fully in love with her and that makes me terrified stay the fuck away from her <laughs> as we find out in the, in the finale episode where maddie says it's only gonna get worse from here so yeah exactly yeah that love triangle is gonna be potentially even weirder whenever we get uh season three of the show um i think the other main character that they really want you to focus on in season two before we move on to like the controversial side of everything uh is the younger sister of cassie howard lexi howard played by mod apatow um, you know what? I was, I was very high on, on Lexi, um, you know, coming into the season. I saw, you know, I was very excited for Fezco X, 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 Lexi content. I thought that was a really, you know, uh, interesting pairing that they went with, you know, the, the very hard, you know, intelligent, so hard, hardcore drug dealer. Yeah. And, and the cute so little cute. theater girl. I was like, that's adorable. Who, yeah. Cause despite who Fez is, he's so fucking sweet. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, and also consider, yeah. And considering Lexi, like is very like quiet, shy, doesn't really like put herself out there. The fact that like, it starts off with him just like going up and talking to her and showing interest in her. <laughs> is just, it's, and then he beats the fucking shit out of Nate. <laughs> Which is fucking awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> that we we love that. Um, yeah, we we get to see the the trials and tribulations of of Lexi and you know where her her relationship with Fez goes and all with her manifesting this manuscript and like self display that she puts on, which we'll talk about when we get there. But like, I'm coming out of you know, I'm a lot of people are like kind of praising Lexi as this like as this truth bomber or like whatever you want to like phrase her as, but like Lexi. Also, kind of sucks. That <laughs> like, is not, not my goat. Either. That is not my goat. I no. was like, I was like, fuck yeah, Lexi. I'm so glad we're getting Lexi content. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad we're learning about Lexi. First, the first half of Lexi's play, I'm just like, that's a bit stone cold. That's a bit much. Um, no one, no one in this play consented or knew about it at all. And then you invited them all, so that's fucked. But also, I was like, well, you're not telling that. You're not. You're not lying. Um. And then in the finale, I was just like, yeah, no, fuck her. <laughs> fuck that. What the fuck are you doing? Fuck yeah. everyone in this show, I guess. Yeah. Except Fesco. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I continue to come out of season two as a, as a massive Fesco fan. Angus Cloud is so fucking cool. Fez's character. I was like, I was I was very afraid for what was gonna happen to Fez, you know, in those closing scenes of, of season one where, you know, his his uh bigger drug dealer gym gym leader uh you know, finds the blood on the money and you don't know what's going to happen, uh, kind of leaves that door open of like something might happen to Fez. And then, you know, ultimately it doesn't happen. And you get to see this really <clears throat> intense story arc uh, with Fez as we move on in later in the season. Um, and yeah, where it's going to go in season three, I'm, I'm excited and I'm worried and I'm sad. And I think we can probably just like talk about the finale. Cause like a lot of this, a lot of where my issues were the show lie it's where the show ends. Um, yeah. because It's impossible to talk about the rest of the season without talking about the finale, because everything led up to the finale, and the finale flopped. <laughs> yeah. In some ways. I liked some things. I hated other things. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm out on that same boat. Um, we, you know, the finale episode, uh, all of the plot points of the season come to fruition. You know, Nate is still struggling with what happened with his father. Uh, his dad got drunk, admitted to being uh, a... a 
I don't want to say womanizer because he he is he does have sex with men and you know and most people. So I don't I'm not actually sure what the phrase to use. But Nate's Cal Jacobs is a piece of shit. Walks out on his family, pees on the floor before doing so. I am who I am. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of prosthetic penis in the show, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, but well, uh, that's I'll leave that in the footnotes. But you know, <laughs> you we deal with you know Nate walking out of the play after being you know after Lexi essentially makes a musical number calling the whole football team gay, which was a lot. Also, um, literally in the first season, I only just realized this that there's a scene where. Like when they're introducing Nate, they literally talk about how when he's in the locker room and everyone's dicks are out, he makes a point to not look at them and looks in everyone's eyes. So seeing that scene with that context, I'm like, oh, that would extra piss him off because literally the yeah. last thing he wants to do is be perceived as gay in the locker room, right? That's true. I actually forgot about that scene. That that That's a very important context for what ends up happening. Um, because so he's this, so homophobic. <laughs> Yes, he is the worst. Um, but <clears throat> that's a different uh, show and podcast. But um, yeah, so you know that plot line eventually comes to fruition. You see everybody dealing with the fallout of Lexi's play, <clears throat> and also you know the fallout between Maddie and Cassie as you know they're still dealing with whatever the hell they're going through. Um, you know, and and then you know <laughs> my favorite episodes in this in the sh- in the show are when Rue is like not the narrator. Um, cause like my favorite parts of the last two episodes is just Rue just reacting to the, the train wreck happening in front of her. Like Rue was a, a problem for a lot of this, of this show. She hits rock bottom very yeah. hard and very early. So like, I think the one thing that I can come out of the season saying is that I feel uh, much better about where Rue is as a person. Oh my God. And it's I'm not, such like, a relief. Such a relief. Yeah. But even then, like there's still a lot of like plot holes to be talked about like what's gonna happen with the suitcase of money and the woman there, that, there that, has to be a warrant out for her arrest right she like got yeah. she caused a major car accident and fled the cops how is she just walking around like, like i thought the uh, season was gonna end with her getting arrested i agree or she get human trafficked like like something this- or at least an implication that there will be consequences it's just like yeah i stayed sober and i'm like that's nice now give me the looming threat of all the fucked up consequences that are about to come because you caused so many problems like an unrealistic amount of problems and that's just like i had a great year and i was like okay are we just gonna ignore the fact that you lost a suitcase filled with ten thousand dollars worth of drugs that you have to pay back or this woman is literally going to human traffic you to like the worst types of people like they completely just like steamrolled past that like are we just not gonna talk about it is it gonna be a plot point for season three i don't really know i think a lot of what happens to fez is what's gonna end is is gonna like kind of play into like maybe what happens to Rue in season three like is Fesco going to be in witness protection is he going to jail what's going to happen I don't really know but I would I'm going to like this the show has kind of swept some other stuff under the rug too like there's that opening scene in season two where like Nate gets like really up in like McKay's face like talking about him having sex with Cassie yeah and I'm just like is this gonna go anywhere like is Nate just gonna have like weird like homoerotic angry like bits of like homophobic outrages Throughout the whole season, and I'm just like, no, nah, they just kind of blew past that. He was just and then we just never the see McKay again. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's just gone, struggling in college with that with no bitches uh, <laughs> and a stud on the football team. Um, but yeah, so you know, we 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 see Rue end up in a better place. Um, you know, we we see uh, Cassie and and Maddie come to, to fruition, and you know, the whole 
uh, conversation between Lexi and Cassie about like, you know, you know, you think you're so perfect. You know, you, she's just sitting there just like watching and airing out her own grievances and, and problems with her family, like in front of the whole school. Um, just kind of talking about the play in general. Have you ever seen a high school play with like this much production value? Because I, I never I have wish. in my life. <laughs> no. I was the vice president of the drama club. and We didn't have any of this shit. Okay, so if you were the vice president of the drama club, how feasible would this possibly have been? D- physically she impossible. A, she had a spinning locker like thing. <laughs> I'm lucky if we had like a door that was on double hinges that could open both ways. Like, like did she call Lin Manuel Miranda? Like, <laughs> what the fuck was happening? <laughs> this is this might be the first pro like school ever where they put more into the arts than they do into sports. And like that For speaks real. volumes. That means it's a work of it has to be a work of fiction at that point. Like uh, yeah. j- truly incredible stuff. But like you got the spinning sets, you have all these people that just like suddenly know how to like dance and like do all this stuff. And also like kind of fucked up on the actors in this, because like did they not see the resemblance and that like they're playing Lexi's friends? Like, did any did nobody think that this is a terrible idea? <laughs> I honest to God feel like a lot of the actors were just like Okay, this is a bit, like, specific, but sure. Like, I, okay, speaking of, as soon as that carousel came out on stage, I was just like, Lexi, you are so vile for that. That was not necessary. That's vile. Why would you do that? And then fucking Cassie, like, rips her off the carousel. Honestly, Cassie was so right for that. Yeah. Like, not like that not was, the actress's that not okay. fault, but Cassie getting up on that stage and getting pissed, she was so right for that because that play was fucked. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't, you know, if... I understand there's like, you know, Rue definitely felt a different way about like how, you know, the funeral of her, of her father was portrayed and how things ended. And I'm just like, I don't necessarily know if I'd want my business aired out like that, even if it is like sentimental and cute. I don't know. I just feel like it's not like his <laughs> place. Yeah, like, it's not. It's, it's hard because it's like, yeah, obviously these things did affect Lexi and they were a big part of her life and her development. Like other people's trauma kind of to an extent become your trauma. But also, like, literally, you invited them to the play and used their likeness. You, you could have at least cast people that didn't look exactly like them. I agree. <laughs> yes. Like, or, at li- like you like- could have made it a little bit subtle. <laughs> the actress that plays Maddie literally looks just fucking like her. <laughs> like, yes. She has her hair up in the high ponytail. And she's got, like, the glittery eyes on. I'm just like, what are you doing? Who is the teacher that, that thought this was okay? Like the whole, like, Who fire the whole the carousel. <laughs> what, how do you explain that to the crew? Being like, yeah, I'm gonna have her just come on the carousel. It's like, and we need this scene. This is a required scene that needs this funding for this plan. She's like, yeah, it's like really necessary for what? So everyone knows my sister came on a carousel. It's like, but why would you? Okay, it's like that'll be like four hundred dollars for this scene where my sister comes on a carousel. It's like, why? Why? Who, needed, who asked for this? Like, and I, you know, I love Lexi's mom getting involved. She's like, she's an artist. She's a writer. <laughs> she's like, a writer. That like was that. so funny. <laughs> like the whole, like that was a, a, a massive train wreck. And like, it, you know, it ends with a brawl that we don't get to see in the hallway with the, with uh, you know, Maddie and 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 Cassie coming to blows. Um, yeah, that one's gonna be like Sam Levinson. I saw a TikTok and it put the, what I'm thinking into words perfectly, where it's like. The fact that Sam Levinson made me rooting for a fight between two na- teenage girls over a boy makes me know he's not going to see heaven. And yes, that's hyperbolic, but also, I was just like, yeah, beat her ass. And I was just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a bit too submersed right now. <laughs> the smoke and mirrors are not distracting me from the fact that Lexi is kind of a bitch right now. I will yes. not be distracted from this. Um, 
yeah, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Lexi's character moving forward. Like, how does she have a relationship with anybody that's not... They share a room, her yeah. and her sister. <laughs> she's, like, spooned her when you she's You better cried. sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Selena. Like, you have to fucking, <laughs> like... After um, seeing you, her, like, breathe yeah. behind the glass of that door, like, how would you sleep in the same room as that being like, I am safe. I'm fine. <laughs> Menacing. Truly terrifying. Like, I would, like, you know, again, you, you see, like, the cracks happening in in, Mad- in Cassie's character, like, especially, like, when, when Rue drops the knowledge bomb that, like, she's been fucking Nate the whole season, and, like, you get to see that explode, up, you know, up on her uh, in, like, the subsequent episode. I think it was, like, episode six or something, but, like. Just like the yeah. the evolution of where that character goes. And I'm just like, I am terrified of what's going to happen here. Because like you said, like, what if, like, the next love triangle is between, like, you know, Nate not knowing if he wants to, you know, be with Jules or not. And then, you know, Cassie gets involved. Like, I'm terrified for everybody because everybody and anyone in these main characters can catch the smoke. Exactly. And it's going to be it, – it's terrifying. Um, and I, I'd love to say, like, oh, well, I don't think that – you know, Jules would ever go for Nate. And then I think, oh, well, they wrote her to be a lesbian. And then we're like, actually, she's going to fuck. What's his face? Wonderwall. Dominic Fike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who actually, I believe, is a recording artist in real life. Um, his voice about- is fine. His guitar playing is fine. It was five fucking minutes. <laughs> I, I I was just going to talk about that next. The character of, uh, of, of Elliot in season two. Um, it's an interesting addition, you know. But like it, it ends with you know it, his his you know plot and his part in the story is like you know he finds Rue doing drugs at a party, <clears throat> you know that's how they become friends, and then he ev- ends up narking on Rue when you know he uh, tells Jules that she's doing drugs, which leads to the fallout in the subsequent episode. Uh, where honestly, one know, of the only good things Elliot did, I mean, aside yeah, from he, saving Rue's life, I guess. Like he did, I was, he, did, he did a smart thing. In the first episode, I was like really excited. I was like, "Oh, I'm really looking forward to this friendship between Rue and Elliot because Rue doesn't isn't particularly close with many of her friends because of like relapsing and doing drugs, and like pretty much the only person she had was Jules." And I was like, "Oh, well, she found a new friend who isn't necessarily a good influence, but like I'm interested to see their relationship." And then they're just like, "Eh, fuck it. Jules is gonna <laughs> fuck him now. I don't know." And it's like you said, Jules was a lesbian. It's just like he's got to not anymore and i'm like what happened to anything and then he's like so maybe and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) where did that come from like he's like hey i'm sorry i fucked your girlfriend and i narked her to your parents and then he rue is like i forgive you and then he's like here's my little song and then she should have been like i don't now and he's like it's not finished and she should have been like don't don't finish it (laughs) the fact that he played the whole thing i'm just like there's a bridge He's playing the bridge of the song. Like, <laughs> why are we spending so much time here? Like, uh, I've, Elliot, like, is in the highest concentration of scenes where I just cringe incredibly hard in this in this series. Like, he's only in, like, you know, a handful of scenes. But, like, most of the scenes he's in, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, the scene of him teaching Jules how to perform cunnilingus, I'm just like, I could have done without this. Weird. It's like, weird. it's weird. Like, it's supposed to be, like quirky kid cute but i'm just like no this is weird it's <laughs> I don't weird like this. um and then like the whole wonder wall sequence i'm just like they played the whole fucking song bro and it was a it was a nice song but also just like like you said like i saw you know i saw the tweet i was, was on my like, phone oh. the whole time yeah <laughs> that was the bathroom break for sure yeah. i got up and I, I was like i need a snack like i can't deal with this right now literally playing wonder wall and being like gave him gave rue a kick that said sorry i fucked your girlfriend and like ruined your life like, the thing is rue literally was like i forgive you and then he's like 
what if I ruined it with this terrible, terrible <laughs> song? Like, the song would have been fine if it was like a minute. <laughs> it it was yeah. I like I said, they only played like a portion of the song and then went back to the show. I'm just like, homie, we still got plot to resolve here. Like you know, Ashtray's posted up in his bathtub, and I don't know what's happening to him. Like, there's come multiple on, bro. warrants out for Rue's arrest. We haven't <laughs> seen Cat for days. <laughs> Vincent is like, you know, heartbroken. Or what's is, is that his name? No, it's Ethan. Never mind. Why do you look like a Vincent? I don't know. I think um, Ethan recovered. I think with he's found his love for the theater. <laughs> the theater, yeah, that, that that does make sense. Um. Yeah, so like that, the whole aspect of the finale did not stick well with me. Uh, is this, do you want to? Do we don't talk, want to talk the Fezco stuff now? Is this where you want to talk about this? So sure. Yeah. So this this part truly broke my heart. Again, we we spend all season rooting that for Lexi and, and Fez. Uh, you know, Fez being the voice of reason. They watch Stand by Me together, which is like it's an okay movie, I guess. It's a very <laughs> theater good movie. Um, but it's, it's adorable. They set them up all season. And then you see that cliffhanger in, in, at the end of, of episode seven. And you're just like, oh, no, is something going to happen to Fez? So then, you know, from what I piece together, it sounds like the uh, the drug dealer uh, who, I guess he breaks it, uh, actually breaks his nose in, in season in the, in the season premiere. Uh, this guy is working with the cops because uh, he knows that. They they killed Mouse, I guess the guy's name. Yeah, there we go. Like, it's an overarching part for the entire season that that Fez killed his 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 higher up drug dealer, and like he needs to like, it's gonna come back to bite him eventually. Um, it turns out that he ends up narking for the cops. The pl- the place gets raided, and you know Fezco attempts to plead with his brother to <laughs> get out of there because uh, Ashtray stabs him in the neck. <laughs> A little out of character there. Not quite sure how I felt yeah. about that choice. Um, but it ends with a police shootout and, uh, you know, Fez and, uh, the other girl whose name I can't remember, uh, Faye. ends up Faye. Okay. Yeah. They end up getting arrested. Um, and Fez ends up getting shot by his own brother and, uh, rip ashtray, a real one. Spoiler alert. Ashtray gets a shot in the head, uh, by the police and he is no longer with us. Uh, as we see, you know, as, as we, as we end that, uh, part of the season, uh, with Fezco and man, I'm still very sad. <laughs> that was so fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> that was, it was so upsetting. Like, like that I don't, was go go ahead. Like he's just a little baby, and also like he's just a little guy. Like with a lot of firepower. As, yeah, it just like considering like how fucking hellbent he was on protecting Fez, like made it just hurt extra. That was so sad. Yeah, like that whole sequence just made me so sad because, like, you know what's going to happen, and like, you know, uh, Angus Cloud does a great job just selling. He, he he was you know begging and pleading and and crying and begging with his brother to you know get out, and mm-hmm. you know I I also want to know where he was. De- like, I guess most people just hide guns in their washing machine. What do you do when you have to do laundry? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you wash that your was guns a- clearly. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Do you wash your guns with your whites or your colors? I don't know. Um, but, you know, that whole firefight was a lot. Um, I'm very surprised that, that that bathtub held up like that well <laughs> for so long. Um, it very much def- felt breaking bad. <laughs> yes, I agree. It, it definitely felt a, a lot like that. <laughs> and it was just, it was so sad. Um, I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen now with Ashtray. Is he going to, you know, or is, is he going to rat? 
maybe that's where we get again the the follow up of like what happens with uh with Lori and if Rue's gonna get human trafficked or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm sad. Um, although the actor that plays Ashray probably signed on for the third season of Umbrella Academy, so cool. Oh, I didn't know he's in that show. I think he just signed on for the third season or whatever season's coming out next. So that's a good show. I'm excited about that. So more not ashtray in my life um, is always good. Um, I th- I'm trying to think where else, uh, who else haven't we uh, talked about yet? Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. I get the, the whole stuff with Nate and his dad. Uh, and Cal Jacobs goes to jail. Yeah. Dub. It really, okay. Obviously you're rooting for Like, at least I'm rooting for literally every single person in the show to do better and get better. Even if they kind of suck, I'm like, okay, well, I want the best for you. And that includes mm-hmm. Cal. So on one hand, I'm just like, okay, well, he's like fucking off and not torturing his family directly anymore. So that's nice. <laughs> like, live your truth. If I'm honest, this, the whole episode that opened talking about Cal, like, made me fucking cry. Like, I was like, yeah. They, like, like, go ahead. Like, he made, he's, he's done some fucked up shit. And obviously he's a fictional character. So it's easier to empathize with <laughs> fictional characters because you're just like. You know, but still, I'm just yeah. like, okay, well, as fictional as characters in the world, I want you to do better and I want your life to get better. Like, regardless of the mistakes you made, I want you to get better, including Nate, who's just the worst. I'm like, I want you and your life to get better. So on one hand, I'm like, well, yeah, you like fucked up Nate for the rest of his life by making those weird non-consensual videos. So like, yeah, go to fucking jail. You made a weird video having sex with a minor. Like, yeah, go to jail. Um, But also I'm like, damn. He, like, just started to go on his, like, actually being himself growth arc. And then it was just like, bye-bye. <laughs> I'm going to pee all over the floor and tell you how, how much I hate you. Like, all right. Whatever. He was on his piss and truth arc. <laughs> and it ended so soon. <clears throat> yeah, definitely an, an, uh, an up and down uh, arc for Dr. Mark Sloan from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, which, yeah, good for him, I guess. But yeah. Fantastic like- acting. Yeah, no, I agree. Like the the um Eric Dan, I think is the guy's name. He did a, he did a, a really good job. And like I I agree with you. I really like the episode where they kind of, you know, go back in time and we spend some time with uh with Cal and we learn about like, you know, he was, you know, closeted his whole life and like he goes to that, you know, that gay bar and and him and his friends share that moment together um while he's still you know, with Nate's mom and then he has his, his older brother. So, you know, the, the again, you you want to root for these people to get better. And, and to be better versions of themselves. And like, just when you think that maybe things are getting better for, uh, for Cal, you know, Nate does the right thing and, you know, gets that tape back from Maddie uh, to, you know, gets it, gives it to Jewel so she can get rid of it. And then he turns his pedophile father into the cops. So, you know, you, I, I was, I was ready for Nate to like literally kill his fucking dad. I'm just like, this is going to fix nothing. Why Please don't do load this. the gun? <laughs> Right? How did he load the gun while also drinking a beer and driving very fast? Yeah, I don't he, get lo- it. he was he was drunk and he loaded a gun and then he called the cops. So was his plan just if his dad tried to run, he was gonna shoot him and then he'd be like, "Yeah, the cops are gonna be on my side in this one." Like, why did he bring a loaded gun? Vigilante justice. Is he? Does he just like the vibes of just having one? Probably. Like, he's just like, I can't solve this, you know, situation the correct legal way. I have to just have a gun or else it just feels wrong. (laughs) Break into Maddie's house? Gun. (laughs) Go to threaten my father? Gun. Oh, but the one at Maddie's house wasn't loaded. You know, the one where he pretended to shoot himself. And then the one he brought to his dad where there were going to be cops. He's like, yeah, I uh, loaded the gun for no reason. 
What? A, yeah, definitely an, an odd choice. And is this the last we maybe see of Cal Jacobs? Maybe. Um, but I like I said, I think that story arc is like pretty complete. Where like you know, I think Nate m- might finally get the closure he wants from his father. Um, yeah. So I'm very was, interested to see where that goes in season three. I am too. Like, is he going to visit his dad in jail or something? Like, what's going to happen here? Like, like still a- <laughs> I think he thinks that if his dad is gone, he's like, yeah, I'm all better. It's like, no, you have like. Not only your trauma, but you have your dad's trauma, and then your dad has his dad's trauma. Like his, like Cal's dad was obviously a hard ass and a homophobe. He couldn't be himself. Then Cal was like, "Okay, I'm going to be a hard ass and like secretly gay and make weird tapes that my son is going to find, which is then going to permanently fuck him up." It just got more and more levels of fucked. And yeah. Nate's just like, "Oh, if my dad's in jail, then everything's better." It's like, yeah, that's some nice closure, but you're not like quote unquote fixed. And you're in yeah. love with Jules, just by the way. In case in case the writers didn't know. <laughs> in yeah. case Nate didn't know. You're in love with yeah. Jules. <laughs> Nate Jacobs set up to be a real player in season three. I think we're going to see a lot more Nate. Uh, more than we already saw in this season. I hope we see a lot more of everybody. <laughs> I agree. I would like to see, and again, I would like to see more of these characters. And I guess we can kind of talk about like the controversy that was like really riddled around this show. You know, the a lot of the subject matter um, was... I, I feel like it was always controversial because like my biggest issue with the show that's like I, I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of shit but like you know they're trying to, to get by showing a lot of nudity and a lot of you know a, a lot, lot of, of dick a lot of dick by being like oh these people are they're 18 it's fine I'm just like well that doesn't necessarily make it better like it's like you're covering your ass but it still makes me wildly uncomfortable because like they're yeah you know it's, it's a lot like you could have portrayed a lot of this stuff without the straight up nudity and I kind of noticed that, like, as the season ticked on, you saw a lot less of that. Thank God, because I think I, I read online there was a scene that showed like thirty shots of a penis or something. Like, there's a lot of penis very early on in the show. Um, thirty shots of a penis. Yeah, that's like, the name of a porn. Sorry, <laughs> that's like a, that's a, a Harry Potter like spoof. No, <laughs> no. Go. Oh, <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Like, I found myself being, like, Ugh, and looking away for a lot. And, like, again, there is a lot in the first season. It just felt so much more aggressive in this season. And maybe I'm yes. misremembering. Maybe the first season was the same. But I don't think just, I don't think so. It felt a lot worse in this season, in my opinion. There's a lot of dicks in one of the episodes of season one. But also, like, again, it was, like, being like, yeah, Nate is homophobic. Here's a bunch of dicks. And I'm like, okay, I, it's still weird, but I guess it serves a purpose. And that's just like Cassie's boobs. So I'm just like, but for why? <laughs> exactly. Why do we need this? And I like uh, Sydney Sweeney was like very vocal about how like she talked with like Sam Levinson and like HBO where they're like, hey, listen, like, I don't think I need to be naked for the scene. Like, can we not do it this way? And good on them for listening. Like, mm-hmm. it is a little fucked up. The bare they, minimum. Yeah, like the exactly. The bare minimum is that they listened to the actress where she was like, hey, I don't want to be like portrayed naked on screen like yeah. that's a whole podcast for a different day like how actors you know and actresses like I've, I've read articles a bunch about how like you know act, certain actresses don't want to like do nude stuff because then like it's like it, it feels like it kind of like tarnishes them and like they you know they, like the whole like you know uh moral aspect i guess of like you know sex scenes in, in film and cinema like that's a whole is, different yeah podcast for it's also day, in so. itself a problem it's like a simultaneous yes. issue of like no one should feel pressure to do those scenes but also exactly. you shouldn't be viewed as less of an actor because you do those scenes i think i saw like uh the actress who plays daenerys targaryen what's her name 
Amelia oh, Clark. Um, Amelia Clark, Clark was yeah. talking about like, yeah, like I did those nude scenes in Game of Thrones in the beginning because like I was new and I didn't really want to say no and like I didn't really understand my boundaries and then was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that again. So yeah. like to an extent, it's like it's good that if Sydney Sweeney is like, yeah, I don't want to do these scenes. They're just like, okay, we drop them. But also it's like th- they just shouldn't be that excessive in the first place <clears throat> when the show is about teenagers. And to be yeah. fair, like, I might be a prude and I'm like, I don't really like watching sex scenes in shows to begin with. I just think they're always weird because I'm like, those are yeah. two actors <laughs> pretending to fuck. It's strange. Yeah. No, I, also, I agree. It's like I, they're teenagers. It's extra yes. weird. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, is, is a, a bigger complaint for me of the show. Like, again, I'm someone else where, like, I, I, like, I'm not, like... I don't necessarily like shy away from like sexual content in television shows, but like I just don't like it when like I don't like it when the show presents it to me in a way like this, where it's just like this show could have easily been set where like everybody's in like college or like adults or something. And like it's like, okay, I still want to find like the excessive sex stuff a little weird, but like it's like, you know, I, I feel like the way where they try to justify where they're like, oh, they're seniors in high school. And it's like that doesn't make it better. It makes it weird. Like it's I don't yeah. know. And some it's of them are seniors. Like, yeah, and it's just like, why are they just like, I don't know, it felt like weird grounds for justification of art or whatever, but like, at least near the end of the season, they like tailed away from a lot of that stuff, so it's like, I was like, okay, at least maybe the writer's room, maybe, you know, we're listening to their actors, or like, maybe, you know, granted, these all got filmed forever ago, so it's yeah. just like, or you know, like, just like the- partially through filming, the- they were just like, yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah, can we, <laughs> it's like, can I put my titties away, please? Like, it is cold outside. Um... But yeah, but then you get, but then there's also like those like art, you know. I, I think of that one scene in the Jules episode where they go through like the montage of like all like the romance scenes and like. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's it like, yeah, that's like that's because it was yeah. artsy. It wasn't exactly. just like a yeah, look at these boobs. Sex is happening, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like Nate's entire yeah. coma scene. Odd. <laughs> that was strange. So y'all ready for some boob sex? I'm just like, like it, okay. it wasn't even like a blurred lens or like the implication or like a little snippet of it. It's just like this is just like a, a like you know several minute long softcore porn. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just yeah. be on Twitter, I suppose. <laughs> also, I missed I missed the memo where like it was okay to just show like straight up like dick on a TV show. HBO like, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. HBO like, does I, whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was because I thought it was just an HBO thing. I'm just like, okay, it's HBO. Like they can get away with the stuff. But I just watched the uh I've been watching the um the the pa- uh the series about the Pamela Anderson like sex tape scandal. Okay. Uh on Hulu. And there's a whole scene where Sebastian Stans talks to his penis. And like you oh. just see a dick on your screen. I'm just like this is Hulu. They have Rick and Morty here. Like, well, that's a terrible, that's a bad example. But like, they, you know, they have like anime on here and stuff. Like, they have. This is not for the talking penises. <laughs> this is not yeah, this on is not Hulu. My platform. <laughs> this is this is not my platform for this. And like, that's I'm for just Disney like, Plus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for that's for the 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 Steve and Bucky fan fiction. Uh, exactly. Obviously. But like I don't know, I, maybe it's just a streaming service thing. Where you, you, as maybe you can just get away with more of this stuff now. I don't know. I don't work for the, for the FCC, so you know, I, yeah. I, I can't make those calls or not. Um, I'm trying to think of some other notes that I have here. Um, is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite. I, I wrote down here. There was this this one underlying plot line that like I thought was going to happen, but didn't. Um, I thought uh, <laughs> I thought that Maddie. And the mom, whose kid she was babysitting for, were gonna like hook up with each other because apparently there's a lot of weird that was sexual... maybe gonna be a thing. I yeah, because I was just like, there's so much odd sexual tension here. I'm so glad this... they didn't do that. There's enough yes. weird adults 
you know, teenager relationships in the show already. But yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just like, they're not going to do this, are they? Because I'm just like, it's too weird. There was no consequence for Maddie just stealing her shit. It's just like, oh, yeah, she's really nice and she bought you a dress. I'm just like, no one in this fucking show has consequences except for Rue having her entire life fucked up, but then, like, doesn't get arrested. Like, the thing is, I don't want Rue to have more consequences. Like, I want her to just live her happiest, sober life. Mm-hmm. But also, you can't make her, like, kill several people in a car accident and have the police searching for her and then be like, <laughs> and then everything was fine. <laughs> she broke into somebody's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, she, nothing happened. Like, yeah. Like, she must have a great lawyer or something. Like, I, I don't know what her secret is, but. And that's um, like, yeah, Maddie stole, like, was, you know, I mean, to be fair, I don't think you get arrested for trying on clothes. But, like, it was like, no. yeah, there's a nanny cam showing that happened. And then the lady was just like, that's nice. And I'm like, I guess that's a nice mentor moment, but why did you make it up to be so sinister the entire season? <laughs> yeah, there's just, like, such an, an odd cloud of sexual tension over there. I'm just like, I don't like this. This is weird. Um,. I think the last thing I want to say before we kind of like wrap things up is uh, the Emmy moment or the, yeah, it's an Emmy. Yeah. Is it an Emmy? Yeah. It's an Emmy. Um, episode five, just in general. It was. Oh, and Cassie pukes in the bathtub for real. <laughs> that actually, Emmy that, moment. That, made me, that, that was so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> As if hot tubs are already weren't gross enough. Like <laughs> that was absolutely. You're already good. sitting in people soup. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> good night everybody um no that was a that was a that was a that was a it was gross uh that was disgusting but also like that whole like episode of just like rue going on the run like that's gonna win her the emmy like zendaya is such a fantastic actress mm-hmm. like i i love i already you know i liked her when she was on the disney channel because i was that was like around the time where like i still watched tv like that and I'll, I, then she was great in the spider-man films i was like this is cool and now she's just this this fantastic uh you know young adult actress and one of the hottest act you know hottest in the terms of like work she's doing in, in hollywood and i'm like damn man like she can act like that whole that she's whole episode talented like it was truly incredible stuff like she outran the cops she outran she, she jumped off the of a second story window like she was doing some crazy shit man like yeah. zendaya deserves all of the accolades um Mm-hmm. you know for for her performance just not just throughout the entire season but that episode five is like give that it's gonna win all the awards whenever it comes around to it and like despite any issues i have with sam levinson in terms of like why are all those teenagers naked and wow those are a lot of loose ends for the plot and wow this <laughs> season was kind of just like a bunch of people just thrown doing random shit like <laughs> as much as i want to like shit on those aspects you can't deny that he in my opinion, does a very good job at the portrayal of addiction. I mean, obviously that episode where she's running through the streets and everything was very dramatized. Like, not everyone goes through that. But, <laughs> yes, like, from my understanding, like, he is a recovering addict. Like, that is why the scene seems so sincere. Like, every scene with, like, Rue and her mom, like, breaks my fucking heart because it just oh. feels so real. The yeah. acting is fantastic. The scene's written in a way where you can really, like, feel that this family's torn apart. So, like, despite, it's like, yeah, Sam Levinson, uh, why are you doing that with the boobs? Like, I have I have my issues, but when it comes to portraying addiction, in my opinion, like, I'm not an addict, so my opinion doesn't hold that much water. But in my sure. opinion, it does it in a way that I think is realistic, at least to an extent, or at the very least portrays it in a way that I find believable. And also sure. doesn't make me hate or demonize Rue. I'm just like, wow, that fucking sucks. And I feel yeah. for her family, and I feel for her. Yeah, exactly. Like and everyone you, you, involved, and Jules. I feel for Jules. Jules doesn't, you know, that responsibility is a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And then like you just feel for everybody in the situation. Like it, 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 this show, like like we've been talking about the entire uh, podcast, it makes you feel empathy for people that like you might not necessarily want to feel empathetic for. The only person I I truly feel bad for at all times, no matter what they do, is Rue. Um, and like the entirety of her family, like her sister yeah. having to deal with the fact that like you know her older sister's a drug addict, and like she goes through the episode where she's like yelling at her, and then she has the episode, you know, she just she's just spiraling crashing into the ground mm-hmm. and there's there's absolutely nothing like the thing is i see people being like this show glamorizes drugs and i'm like yes it is dressed up really pretty but literally nothing makes me want to do drugs less than this show because yeah. the damage they show to like the relationships and your body and your mental health like that is so fucking scary yeah exactly that's I, that's where you, you can draw the line for like you know sort of like the cableized version of, of what the show is, which is like we talked about at the top, it's Degrassi. Like yeah. I don't know if you watch much of Degrassi. Uh is that is that a show that was ever on your radar? I've watched it a little bit. I know Drake's okay. in it. <laughs> Spoiler, he gets shot. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about Degrassi is that Drake's yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. So like it it's it's essentially a lot of that where like a lot of the bigger like, you know, plot points are just like, oh like this person's doing drugs. This person's having underage sex. This person's <clears throat> getting human trafficked or like doing shady shit like it it, it deals with a lot of those heavier subjects but like it kind of like glamorizes it a little bit because it's like television like cable yeah. television where like you said this show makes me you know it, it really you know shows the really negative aspects of you know why you know what drugs can do to your life and like how it can spiral out of control so quickly like i think of that i remember it wasn't in episode five but it was the the opening scene afterwards where like Rue is just trying to eat this Jolly Rancher and she just can't fucking do it. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. Like, I am like melting in my seat. I'm just like, she's such a great actress. And yeah. I want nothing but the best for, for Rue Bennett <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. And I'm, and, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to see another Euphoria until two years from now, I think. Mm-hmm. 2024, they said, is when the next yeah. season is going to come out. Um, it's going to be weird. Because Zendaya is going to be, I think they're all like around 24, like 25, I think. So like, you know. It's, Maddie's it's, actress is like 30. Yeah. <laughs> really? My God. She's yeah. that old? Yeah. Oh my God. That's in, that's terrifying. Like we're getting really close to like Dear Evan Hansen territory here. We're like, everybody's just way too old to be playing high schoolers. Um, to be fair, I'd much rather they cast 30 year olds to play these high schoolers than be like, let's <coughs> cast actual high schoolers like skins, but still do the same content. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a, that's a good point. I'd rather they uh, look like they're 35 <laughs> and that sure. just completely break my suspension of disbelief than be like, yeah, I can believe that's a teenager. Yeah. Oh. Toby, <laughs> yeah. T- Toby Maguire syndrome. We're like, you know, for a fact, this guy's pushing 30 and he's not in no way a high school senior. Um, yeah, exactly. That's fine by me. Um, Overall, though, uh, what what are your closing thoughts? Where where where's your euphoria stock at now? Now that we've we've wrapped everything up, you know, we kind of have some closed uh, ideas to where some of these plot lines are. We kind of set the seeds like what we could possibly see in a season three. So, like, where's is your euphoria stock at now? Are you excited? Uh, you know, wh- where's your head at now? Um, I'd say that. I'm going to go back and watch season one and be like, damn, that was way better. But even though season two wasn't the strongest, I'm still excited for season three because I like kind of bad TV. (laughs) Um, And like, the thing is, I'm just like, oh man, they really took those characters and just a lot of them just threw them in the trash or like threw them in the blender and was just like, I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm here now. 
it's so fucking hard for me to like actually start watching a show that I'm like, okay, well I'm here. So I'm just keep <coughs> watching it. Same with you. I was like, yeah, this first two seasons were pretty good. And then I watched season three. I'm like, oh, can't wait for season four. Weird in Paris. That's fine. <laughs> this is like, it's going to be fucking awful, but it's in Paris. And I'll watch it. I'll watch the whole thing. So yeah, I'm still excited. I'm excited for season three. I want to, I, I want to pr- just protect Jules at all costs. Keep that, keep that man away from her. Yeah. Yeah. I want to no, see, see where Cal goes. I want to see Rue just not be sad anymore ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. I, again, I'm also someone where like it's really hard for me to like watch like TV shows because like I don't it's, I don't know. It's something where it's just like it's really hard for me to just like get sink my teeth into something like that. But like you was another show like that where like I really loved it. Those first two seasons were a great concept, and then season three is just like does a line of coke and just like goes like zero to 100 immediately and it just stays there the For entire real. time like i'm so fucked up about a suitcase full of fucking dildos like that whole sequence is like, oof. <laughs> what a fuck what a fucking <laughs> show man was crazy. i'm actually like uh me and eric are watching it or w- we watched the first two seasons he's like wow this show's pretty good it's like very self-aware and very well written and i'm like yes it is we're not watching season three right now. And he's like, why? And I'm like, it's just such a, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm just like, I just watched the first two seasons and remembered what this show was. I'm not prepared to go back and watch season three because it's just like bonkers. I, yeah, that was, that was, but if, se- if season three of Euphoria is the same, I'm still going to watch it and I'm still going to have fun. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need Victoria Pendretti to like cameo in, in, in Euphoria high. God, it's she's like- so good. <laughs> she's great we stand we love it. like i i've watched i haven't watched the other ha- haunting series yet on netflix but i will at some point i watched my, hill house and it was great Fantastic. I, I, okay yeah i've only seen hill house and actually it was awesome keep victoria pedretti away from well not victoria pedretti but keep love quinn away from the fucking high school because she's like already fucked with that one guy <laughs> that oh, one teenager oh keep her the fuck away from the high school I'm, st- I'm still so mad. Spoilers. About that. If, you, I don't know. if you want to hear more of, of my thoughts on of you season three, I did an episode of that with uh, with uh, with Lil T Fox <laughs> oh, way back. Oh when, hell so. yeah! Yeah. Whenever whenever season four comes out, I'm definitely having your back because I'm I'm so I didn't know you like you like that show, so I'm, I'm excited now. Yes. So. And have uh, Lil T Fox back too. Yeah, we're gonna get the whole Love spot her. together for that one. Yes. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Like I said, I'm excited for season three of Euphoria. Like I hope that. You know, Sam Levinson gets like more people in the writer's room where it's not just him bearing the brunt of whatever's going on here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, get some get some creative young people or like, you know, of like-minded people in in a writer's room with you where like we can kind of get a little bit more of a contemporary not like contemporary story, but like get make everything a little bit more like uh, fleshed out and like not so like hyper focused in like one really weird area. And uh I'm excited for a Cassie redemption mark in season in season three. I think we bring need my it. girl back. And yeah, we like br- br- come on. She needs <laughs> <Please>. to heal. <laughs> I want her and Maddie to be friends again, and I want no one to date Nate. <laughs> Nate, ja- Nate Jacobs is, is sus for for the rest of my life um, till I die. Um, but yeah, that that kind of wraps up where uh, where this podcast went. I'm that, that that was that was fun. An hour and ten minutes just flew by. I've been waiting to talk to somebody about this show since I watched the finale. Same. So, Kakiri, thank you for for being my muse and my friend. Uh, Very hearing- happy to be here. Thank you for listening to me. Because Eric isn't watching this show, so I'm just like, I have to just like half explain the episodes <laughs> to him, and he has like, I have no idea what's going on. 
Yeah, we've now found we now have had you on on the extremes of all my content, uh, where we talk about <laughs> Disney and then we talk about drugs. <laughs> so Disney and drugs. We will, we will now find. <laughs> we will, Our we'll find campaign. <laughs> oh my god! We will find a nice middle ground uh, for you to come back at some point because. Uh, uh, thank you again uh, for being here. You you were fantastic. Let the people know at home where they where they can find you on the internet if you feel so inclined to do so. I'm at Sleepy Kokiri, and thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. It's very fun to just chat the shit, and it's great to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, I miss you. It's you know, I miss it's, it's you. Like, <laughs> kind of sucks, you know. I miss you still... the TV show. <laughs> I miss I miss you, Joe Goldberg, and yeah. I miss you, the person. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a greeting card. <laughs> that's a, that's that's like a shitty Valentine's Day card on like one of those like bot Twitter accounts that comes around every year. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, but again, you know, we're still kind of in 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 the in the heights of a, of a pandemic, so you know, uh, I miss you dearly, and I hope we get to see each other this year at some point. I um, hope so too. I hope to see you at an event as soon as possible. Soon. Um, but yeah, I'll put all your socials below. You can follow me at Koopa NJ across all the platforms. Uh, I will be going to some, uh, yeah, collisions in two weeks at the time of this recording. I'll be there. It's in my backyard. I'd be dumb not to go. I haven't oh, commentated yeah. the smash tournament all year. Cause I've been very busy and then I caught COVID and then everything got pushed back. So I am itching to talk about video games again. Uh, and I'm also excited streaming to hear your commentary. Thanks, pal. I, you, you're the best. I'll make sure to follow me on Twitter if you already haven't done so already, folks, uh, to stay up to date with what Quit. I'm doing. <laughs> I post memes sometimes. My new favorite reaction picture is like a penguin Pokemon with like its head looking all sad. So if you guys are into that sort of content, uh, let me know. Um, until then, uh, oh, again, shout, follow the show at Coop the Pot and follow Believe uh, the Believe Network, which is our hosting site. Um, at Believe Network across all of its social media. Uh, so yeah, I will see you guys on the flip side. Uh, the next episode we're gonna post, I'm gonna just I'm, we're gonna talk about Batman. So I hope you guys are into that stuff. Uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>